Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Happy Monday. Hope your weekend was wonderful. I'm Alex. That is Matt. And I was able to catch up with a friend over the weekend, Matt. We sat down and had a uh, lunch, make your own bow. Bit of, bit of a bottomless brunch, actually. Oh, jeez. That co- sounds like 2019. That's uh, The cocktails were there. Um, have whatever you like. I had a margarita. It was ruined because I could not get out of my mind. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, mate. You kicking off the weekend a little bit early and uh, <laughs> tucking into a cocktail hey, on Friday made... It's Friday somewhere. ...from lime juice, sugar syrup and your no, own wait. urine. <laughs> I meant to say, sorry, I should have said it's 5pm somewhere. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right. podcasting was changed forever on Friday. If you missed the episode, um, go back. Um, make sure you've got a spew bucket next to you just in case it gets a little bit graphic. But, uh, Matt O'Kine, the question is, how are you feeling today? I feel better than ever, mate. Mm. I could, I, I, I mean, look, to be fair, I don't feel any different. Um, if anything, just a bit disappointed. <laughs> well, I, uh, I want to uh, ask you about whether your partner found out about it because you hadn't told her about your uh, decision to uh, crack the lid on one early. So that, we're going to be asking that and we're going to be crossing in with uh, All Day Breakfast resident Dr Claire who's going to be finding out whether that was a very good idea or not. Uh, the reaction to Matt's uh, pee plates last week. Uh, also, we've got a big live cross we're going to be doing uh, in a moment. We were lucky enough to talk to the brains behind Sydney's newest Sunday service, uh, the Lord Gladstone Hotel, uh, putting in a bit of a protest, but in the best way possible, a party protest. But you'll be finding out all about that in a moment. Clickfish is here as well. It should be a big old show, Matty. Let's get into it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, let's kick things off, Alex Dyson, by uh, saying a big congratulations to Australia's second favourite kids' music act, um, The Wiggles. Yep. Taking out Hottest 100. Uh, on the weekend. That was good. After cover of Tame Impala. After Diver City uh, took a lot of the highlights off the Wiggles, they they got one back on you by um, taking out number one in the Hottest 100, which was super cool to see. What did you do for the event? Sat at home, listened to it on the app. What? <laughs> Little solo party. No, come on, you didn't do anything with anyone? No. I mean, there was no, you didn't go hang out with, I don't know, Zan Rowe, Kyron Wheatley. No. Tommy B. No, was... I was quite sad. Wait, did you even vote this year? <laughs> no. But a few of my would have votes did come in. Um, Halsey's yeah. I Am Not a Woman, I'm a God. I loved that song am, this year. That's a Real Love King Stingray, Get Out. Loved that track from this year. So good to see them in there. Um, plenty of favourites coming through and sitting atop them all, the Wiggles. But a lot of parties uh, getting cancelled. And maybe that was the reason, Matt, I couldn't go along, you know, a lot of the rules coming in, including one in New South Wales where eyebrows were raised last week when um, music festivals getting cancelled left, right and centre. But religious services were able to go ahead. Uh, however, an event from Hillsong, uh, the religious organisation, uh, using one of our favourite tracks, Matt, particularly when someone gets absolutely slammed, turned down for what? <laughs> DJ Snake um, getting played. Video emerged of it and uh, people thought, tell you what, it's not the usual sitting down on your knees in a pew. Didn't pass the sniff test, did it? It did not pass. It absolutely whiffed. It did. Of, uh, a bit of bias, didn't it? I mean, I wouldn't have been happy. Well, a bit of double standards when it comes to it. I mean, there's history of various things where it's lockout laws, but the casinos are uh, very uh, tactfully, you know, 
drawn out of that particular map. Um, live music venues and and late night entertainment has suffered for a long time. Yeah, and there's been a couple of different uh, people who have gotten vocal about it that you might uh, know and have heard from your radios before. Uh, KLP was uh, behind a little video. Uh, they call a little a super group, really, if you see some of the names involved. Mm. Um, you know, Jack River, Peking Duck, Alex the Astronaut. Uh, they, they put together a little video for their group, Thrill Song looking to try and, uh, you know, get their own little uh, sermon happening. That's right. Immune to all the usual government regulations and COVID policies because Thrills will be performing live exclusively to huge crowds at churches, sports stadiums, racetracks, casinos, private islands, but absolutely no festivals, no pubs, no clubs or regular music venues because that would be different. That's right. But one has got a little bit more flowing than the wafers and wine because yesterday a Sunday service took place at the Lord Gladstone in Sydney, or should I say the Lord Gladsong, and uh, we were lucky enough to get on the phone as it was happening with Mitch from the Lord Gladstone to see what was going on. Hello, Mitch. Hey, fellas, how we doing? So good, man. Please tell us what your <laughs> eyes doth see before you on this incredible big day in Sydney. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of priests dressed up, made in my pub at the moment. It's, um, it's good. We're absolutely we're pumping. We're, we're capacity. We're one in, one out. <laughs> so look, let's kickstart. What gave you the idea to put on a bit of a uh, a sermon for the people at the Lord Gladstone Hotel, or should I say, the the Glad Song Hotel? Yeah, uh, mate. Honestly, it was just a. A bit of frustration, mate, uh, just trying to highlight, you know, a bit of hypocrisy going on in the industry. And um, when I saw all those videos with, you know, the Hillsong events and I just wanted to, you know, bring some light to struggling business owners like myself and just have a bit of a laugh, mate. It's awesome. I mean, you know, it sounds like it's a lot of fun right, uh, there right now. You've got people dressed up. What other sort of celebrations yeah. are you uh, are having there at the moment? Mate, we've got Shane from uh, Shane from DZ Death Rays at the moment. I know he's DJing out in the courtyard, which is pretty cool. And uh, it's been a, like such a rough two years, but we are still in the midst of it. What sort of things do you have to put in place to make sure that the risk is minimised in this particular uh, event as well? Yeah, mate, like, honestly, a lot of people um, skewed the thing I was doing today and a lot of people kind of, you know, brought it into light of it, of being a protest and that. It's not at all, mate. It's just where, you know, and I'm following all the rules, mate. Like, I've already had mascot police down already this morning for a chat and they're, they're all about it, mate, as long as I'm following the rules, which I am, everyone's checking in and, um, yeah. Yeah, well, as the Lord Gladstone is rebranding for today as, you know, a religious institution, are you going to be following in their footsteps and not paying any tax today as well, Mitch? <laughs> I was trying to bring that up, actually, with you boys. Is there any, um, any loopholes that I can jump through? We might, we might get start doing... You know, a, a bit of a donation box at the, the bar, mate. That's it, the tax fund. Well, what do you envisage for the rest of the service? Well, I've, I've got about 35 people lining up at the front to get in, so it's um, should be a good one. Mitch Crum, we will let you go, but thanks for uh, shining a light on it and we will chat to you next time, man. Absolute pleasure, boys. Thank you very much. All day breakfast. Yeah, yeah it's often in um, police movies a detective comes home from, like, you know, just a really rough day at work. You've got car chases, you've got shootouts, you've got grisly scenes, matter of yeah. kind. Loosens the tie, kicks the feet up, pours a whiskey on the rocks. Mm, exactly. Um, and their partner's like, oh, how was your day at work? And they're like, oh, you don't want to talk about it because they want to protect their partner from the truth of their yeah. profession. And uh, I can't help but think that it was very similar to what was happening in the Matt O'Kine household when... <laughs> 
after our Friday show, you rolled back in and you you didn't tell your wonderful partner, Belinda, what you did at work, which was uh, use a recipe from an online cocktail recipe book, uh, which included fresh urine. Um, mine, mine, by the way, not just anyone's. <laughs> makes it much better. Um, to see whether urine therapy, A, tastes good or B, does anything um, or C, entertains the masses. Um, but the question is, Matt, did Belinda end up finding out? Okay, for one, starters, I don't have any more hair on my head. Okay, so the baldness cure, ineffective so far. I don't know how many doses of the stuff I need, but I'm not willing to test it out. I have been avoiding talking about it with Belinda. Okay, I'm glad that she hasn't brought it up, which means she did, she hasn't listened. She's just started a new job, so she's focused on that, and I'm very glad, right. grateful for so, that. As we speak, she still doesn't know that that's what happened. No, and she's not going to know, okay? now She didn't see it on Instagram? I was listening back to the recording because I wanted to know um, you know, we, 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 we record it with an actual lawyer and obviously for legal reasons we couldn't do it. And so we got uh, Marty Sheargold, shout outs to Marty, to be the lawyer. And I just wanted to, listening back to it all, um, to make sure Marty nailed it, which he did. And I couldn't help but let out a little chuckle, remembering when the lawyer said, so he just, she just just wants to taste it, right? Just wants to, why is he doing it? <laughs> what, just to have a taste? <laughs> And I let out a little chuckle. Belle looked at me and said, What's, what are you laughing at? I said, ah, nothing. <laughs> Just something from the podcast. And that was it. But then my bones were shaking as I received a call from Dad Mobile Ingham. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, he's called me a few times the last couple of weeks about the potty. Oh, about things that have yes have been on it, and yep. I was like, "Oh dear, here it comes." <laughs> but um, he just wanted to talk about uh, being careful, making sure that I look out for uh, signs of meningitis in Sophia. <laughs> With all the COVID going around, sometimes people forget that other serious conditions can happen, and so my sister mm. had meningitis when she was a you know mm. three year old. So he's like, "Hat, just want you to know, be careful." About meningitis. Just keep an eye out. There are many dangers in this world. (laughs) And I was like, and that's it? And he's like, yeah. What else would there be? Uh, Nothing, mate. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So far, Matt's loved ones are unaware of his hate. Did you end up kissing Belinda when you got home from work? Oh, mate, come on. That is (laughs) absolutely inappropriate. (laughs) Did you brush your teeth? Oh, producer Bron, very good point. (laughs) Before the next time you kiss Belinda. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> okay, guys, guys, we have we have a professional on the line. I don't need to justify anything to you two. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it made quite the splash, did um, Matt's uh, sip uh, on Friday. And we had plenty of people in touch, including Meg, who sent us a little voice message regarding Friday's episode, Ron. Hi, boys. I haven't even finished listening to today's podcast, but I just wanted to send a message because I have some feelings. So I'm what's hitting with Sarah's sister, and I am responsible for getting her to listen to the podcast. And then our mum got very excited because... You know, she was on the podcast. And now my mum listens to the podcast. Oh, no. And now I am solely responsible for my mum and my younger sister listening to Matt drink his piss on a podcast. Oh, no. And then say, up next, 
what's hitting with Sarah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies, Meg. Um, but we had more feedback, including our resident podcast doctor, Claire, who is in Adelaide. G'day, Dr. Claire. Hello, boys. How are you going? Good, thanks, Claire. Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, you heard about some of the social side effects of Matt's uh, uh, beverage choice. but um, <laughs> One of the many risks. <laughs> you're a doctor. What did you think while, while hearing the podcast on Friday? Oh, look, you know, I'm a doctor, so I've seen um, a lot of things and I don't get easily queasy. Um, must admit, wasn't the most pleasant sound, <laughs> imagining what was happening. Yeah, the, a few people mentioned the ASMR aspect of it, but I just wanted to make sure that everyone could actually hear it happening, you know, that it wasn't, that they knew that it was real deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough, Matt. Yeah, I think we all believed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, you're making it up just to impress people. <laughs> <laughs> How impressive! Okay, um, so let's 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 get straight to the health, the business end of things. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Once the shock of the sip sound had worn off, what did you think this was now doing to Matt's body? Oh, look, probably as a one-off with a few sips and you know, squeeze a lime and some refreshing ice in it. It's not doing anything too bad, yeah. but uh, it's not a good lifestyle choice as a long-term. <laughs> Um, you know, commitment, I would say. I mean, it is, after all, a waste product. Your kidneys mm. do a very good job of making sure they get rid of all the waste um, and putting it out in your urine, and then you've gone and just put it straight back in. So <laughs> I'm just thinking of that Simpsons meme of Mo kicking Barney out of the tavern, and that's labelled Matt's kidneys kicking out the urine <laughs> and just wiping yeah. its hands, and then behind Barney walks back in and Matt's yeah, urine exactly. waste is back in his body and they're like, what is he doing back here? Um, would you so you don't you don't think that there's any credibility whatsoever at all in the in the movement, the global history and movement of uh, the therapy? No. I mean I have done, you know, other than my baseline knowledge as a health professional, I've done some uh, reading just in the last uh, few hours. And it does go back a very long, a long way, centuries, centuries, different, you know, cultures and things have done it over time. But um, mm. there's consistently been absolutely no evidence of benefit and actually some evidence of, of harm, which mm. is not, you know, unsurprising. As I said, it is a waste product. Mm -hmm. um, but also it's not sterile, which is a, a common myth. You know, oh. and I think there's an infamous movie line which says, uh, I drink my urine because it's sterile and I like the taste. Um, when the truth is, it's not. Wait, sterile. wait, wait! What movie is that? <laughs> dodgeball, yeah, oh, right. dodgeball, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not sterile, and um, actually, I think in Nigeria, or I might be wrong on that. There's some evidence that there's some uh, multi-resistant bacteria living in urine, and um, they use it as a therapy there, and it actually does some harm to children. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. All right. Um, they did used to do it to diagnose diabetes you know, before we actually had, oh. you know, proper blood tests and things like that. People used to, or doctors used to drink the urine of patients to see if it was sweet. And then that would indicate whether it was diabetes or not. But, sorry, um, sorry. Thankfully, what? I was born in an era where I can disorder a blood test. <laughs> what? Imagine. <laughs> yes. How long ago was that? Was that when they were bringing, wearing those big bird masks? Oh, I, don't, I don't know exactly, but yeah, before the invention of a blood test, for sure. I reckon, I reckon every, every time anyone went to the doctor's office and said, oh, I think I might have diabetes, the doctor would have been like, nah, you don't. Nah. I, I don't reckon you do, eh? Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know who tried it for the first time. It's been interesting. But, yeah. yeah.
How about that? Well, um, interesting. And the other side effects, I mean, in the past, the side effects for um, Todd Carney drinking his own urine as he was fired from his rugby team, the side effects for Matt O'Kine, we could win Moment of the Year, the podcast awards. Do you think that's a bit of a... Um, a bit of a double standard there. Just a, a wedge of lime <laughs> between unemployment and uh, awards. Oh, well, I didn't do it at the standing in the bathrooms. Like, uh, I like to think what I did was different, okay? <laughs> Drank it from a glass like a refined gentleman. I'll have you know that mine was very tasteful. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, thank you very much, Claire. We really appreciate you being our resident doctor here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, uh, keeping us safe from ourselves. So thank you very much. I try. I try. No, we really appreciate it. Well, we say that, but we always bring you in after the fact going, oh, how bad was this? Uh, thank you so much, Claire. We'll chat to you later. Bye. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. Stick with us. Producer Bron in the studio for a bit of Clickfish. All day breakfast. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Yes, after a big weekend of uh, holding your mouse trigger finger back um, from clicking on a few uh, questionable articles, here to put us out of our misery is our wonderful producer, Bronwyn. G'day, Bron. Hello. Bron, I was thinking about you over the weekend. Why? Yeah, because I I got stuck on a Twitter thread uh, that was talking about Jeffrey Epstein and his involvement with Bill Gates in transhumanism. (laughs) Oh, I'm... You missed that. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime I see anything about Jeffrey and, and, and Ghislaine, I think of you. Yeah, I, I know, I know you're across these things. I, I um, I missed the. What was it? Transhumanism. That's, I don't. Uh, that's yeah. not the compliment. I think you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I thought of you, Bron, because I got done by a click for shouting. I'm not sure if you're on there. It was police investigate. Hottest 100 winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Look, look. I was going to click on it as well. And then I was like, oh, mate, police and their social media accounts. I'm going to guess that it was, I don't know, WA Perth police wrote something about who, you know, stealing the number one or something. Did you put it in, Bron? I had no idea. All right. Well, it was on news.com and it said police investigate Hottest 100 winner. And it's like, oh my God, what's going on here at our old workplace? Click on it. They did put up a post. It was like, uh, where to investigate how the Wiggles made such a banger? (laughs) 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 All right, Brian, come on. (laughs) Let's get the professional in here. Brian, what were you clicking on? So this is, we're going highbrow. This is The Guardian. Uh, Headline, M&Ms are slut shaming the green one. That's not what Gen Z wants. <laughs> what a headline. Well, I did see a lot of this woke M&M business, right? And I've been thinking about M&Ms recently because, I mean... And this is the chocolates the, the, we're talking here. Yeah, yes, yeah, the youth. The, the youth. Well, not Mark McGowan. What? M&M. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was trying. I was thinking about trying to come up with a um, an M&M rap about Mark not letting people in to WA, but I just... Abandoned that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what's going on with the M&Ms? Because I have seen it across there, Bron, but uh, and I knew we'd be sorted out with you. So what are we? What, what's going on with it? So the companies decided to give the six M&M characters a fresh modern take, they're calling it, on their traditional look. So they all got more nuanced personalities and they want to show the importance of self-expression. Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed one of them's lost their high heels and yeah. they're wearing sneakers now. So the green one was the more sexy sort of one that w- used to wear these really high 
M&M stilettos, and now they've been replaced with sneakers, just unbranded sneakers. And they've tried to say that it's because they want her to be more cool, laid back, and reflect her effortless confidence, (laughs) which people are saying is kind of like reverse sexism. (laughs) (laughs) She should be able to wear the heels and still be a feminist. Well, that's it. Like, I mean, mean, are the sneakers still sexy? Like, I mean, is is the green M&M still a sexy M&M? She has the flirty eyes still going. They haven't taken that out. I don't know. It's it's see weird that's th- weird. <laughs> I I would find flirty eyes more sexist than than heels. Do you know what I mean? Because the flirty eyes or the idea of flirty eyes to me feels like that's where the where the problematic thing is. Mm. They've also changed. This is the other female Eminem character. If we're going to gender the chocolates, <laughs> gender <laughs> chocolate, yeah. <laughs> but um, the brown one has slipped into a more comfy pair of heels. So she's still wearing heels, <laughs> but instead of the stiletto, she's gone for a block heel. So that'll oh help somehow. And then the orange M&M is embracing its anxiety disorder. That's a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> so here's, here is the thing, okay? Do they use the pronouns for M&Ms? And if so, why? why? Because I ask you this, I riddle you this, do M&Ms have dicks and vadges. Okay, that's what I need to know. And if they do, are they the crispy candy coating or is it the... No. <laughs> or is it just chocolate underneath there? Like, well, yeah, and then is gender in a chocolate world a social construct? Exactly. To whether it, and the uh, sexual organs just a biological thing. Totally separate. And I think someone making a pretty reasonable point on it, um, looking at the, uh, the big chocolate companies, a lot of which uh, pay massive fines for environmental vandalism when it comes to procuring both uh, their product and their workers and just putting it next to their helping by giving someone block heel instead of a thin stiletto (laughs) heel and then the real world they are, you know... Destroying the world. Destroying the planet. (laughs) Um, All right, well... Where do we end up on that, Bron? What's the resolution here? Are we all happy with it or what? People are just saying, you know... Basically, Gen Z just real, wants real societal change. They don't really care whether their chocolate characters have heels or sneakers. Mm. Fair Which, enough. Fair, yeah. Oh, there we go. Joining uh, Mr and Mrs Potato Head and um, <laughs> who else? Who else like, has copped one recently? <laughs> well, to be fair, it's as, as long as the, the footwear is actually more practical, okay, because... The, those M&Ms are certainly the, the yellow and the red one. They do a lot of creeping around. So sneakers would actually be a better f- use. You don't want to be clip-clopping in your heels if you're trying to, you know... Hide in a snack cupboard. Some... You're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, next one, Broad. Thank you. This is from 7 News headline, Weber grills under fire for poorly timed meatloaf recipe. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. This was some news. This was some news, Broad. Oh, poor meatloaf. Tell us what happened. So, you know, Weber, the barbecue people, they came under fire because they um, sent out an email. Pun intended. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> or came over fire. They sent out an email including a meatloaf recipe on the same day that the singer Meatloaf sadly passed away last week. Yeah, and I think it was purely a coincidence that this meatloaf recipe uh, landed 
um, on the internet about the time of the news. Yeah, they said of- it was a complete oversight and they are deeply sorry and they sent out another email apologising to everyone about it. Yeah. Well, was there anything inappropriate with it or it just happens to one was a meatloaf thing and the other one was a meatloaf thing? You don't think they did it on purpose, did they? No, but I'm like in this recipe, it wasn't just like, just like the singer, now's a great time to have a cook a meatloaf or something Oh, no, like it was that. just it's poorly just, timed, yeah. poorly timed meatloaf. Very sad. I mean, to be fair, I haven't heard anyone talk about meatloaf in general for a very long time, so it's very unlucky that that was the day that they decided to do it. It's not my favourite. Yeah. Dinner. Doesn't usually know, pop up on MasterChef, <laughs> does it? Has anyone ever had a good one? That's a question that Weber needs to ask themselves. Yeah. I think there's a reason why no one's... No one's you, you never see it in the barbecue... Uh, repertoire of most people. Yeah, when they say, oh, it's a loaf. It's a loaf of what? Oh, meat. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of, yeah. Suss as meat. (laughs) That's it. Well, RIP, rest in power, meatloaf. Uh, Provided many, many great tunes over the years. And, um, yeah, a bit of a sad one for uh, for fans of his music over the weekend, Bron. Yeah. It's a bit of bad taste. It is in bad taste, wasn't it, what they did (laughs) and what they cooked. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You're, well, we better. You're going to need to send out an email apology <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Broad. Always a pleasure. And we will catch you tomorrow for another big episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you again to Mitch Crum for uh, getting a bit of time in his schedule to give us a live cross to the Sunday service. But um, stick with us because there'll be more Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast served up in the Bay Marie for you tomorrow morning. Mm, like a big chunk of meatloaf. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. See you tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.